Welcome to Hearts and Stripes, your one-stop shop for all things military marriage. I hope our discussions and interviews equip you with the tools to start or grow a beautiful marriage as we address the benefits and challenges of mill marriage. I believe life's most precious moments are worth celebrating, so I'll help you design your marriage blueprint in alignment with your core values. Thank you for joining us, and remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Let's do this. Hello, hello, everyone. I am back with another episode of Hearts and Stripes. And again, I have the phenomenal Jennifer Brantley, who is going to join me for this Heart to Heart. We are just having a little girl talk, just chatting about some past episodes that we had on Hearts and Stripes podcast. And today we are going to talk and recap all about the interview that I did with Dr. Gary Chapman. So to let me refresh everybody's memory, this was an interview actually that we did during the Combat COVID Marriage Summit. Um, And Dr. Gary Chapman happened to be um, a guest during that summit. He, of course, many people know his claim to fame is the five love languages. Jennifer, what did you think of that interview? Um, just Dr. J- Gary Chapman's work overall. I mean, I feel like he's he's Dr. Gary Chapman, but he like Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Gary, who is always breaking things down for people in their relationships. Yeah, I, I thought it was a phenomenal interview. I'm definitely a fan of him um, and the military version of the five love languages. I think what a lot of what he spoke about resonated with me because I actually think uh, that we, we've previously talked about the love languages, the five love languages. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, you know, I think what stuck with me the most was towards the end when he spoke about how for years he got married and he was expressing his love one way. So he was talking about, I think it was words of affirmation mm-hmm. is the way that he was showing love to his wife. And finally she was like, honey, <laughs> If you right. love me, <laughs> right? Why don't you help me? And he's like, "Oh, oh, I need to change up the way that that I love." And I think that really, really spoke, you know, spoke to me um, because it, it it reminded me how intentional we have to be about speaking the correct language to our loved one, not speaking how or not loving them how we would like to be loved, but realizing Absolutely. that they're an individual person. So. No, I completely agree with that takeaway from the interview. I think oftentimes we get stuck and blindsided by, well, this is what I want to receive. So I'm going to apply that so mm-hmm. that I can get it back. Mm-hmm. And that's not how that works in relationships. I know my husband and I have seen that in our own relationship um, and, and knowing that our love languages change. So for example, before we had children, him doing acts of service, didn't really do it for me because like I'm independent. I got it. We good. You know, I was more so um, interested or I would respond to like gift giving and not necessarily like high ticket items, but like things that, you know, I really like, like, Oh, you stopped and got me a milkshake. Yeah. What? Like that just spoke to my soul. Like that was how I was, but post children with little people that I have to clean up on. My husband never looked so sexy cleaning these these dishes. (laughs) Let me tell you, he was washing dishes. He helped make some dinner. I was just like, okay, "Okay, sir, 
you you stepping out today like i even right. had to call a friend they was pounding on the phone too they were like oh <laughs> okay we know what time it is because he washing dishes so <laughs> i love that uh dr chapman said that he he came to that realization and i appreciate his his body of work because this man has written so many books mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and just sharing that with each and every one of us because it's a way to easily identify via the quiz and then just apply it practically in your marriage relationship. So Jennifer, what would be your love language? And, and kind of, if you can think of what is your spouse's love language? What did you guys discover? So I will say that when we first got married, well, before we got married, when we were dating, we took the test, right? And I believe mine was words of affirmation uh, and quality time. So those were my two things. And I think it's, it's still pretty much the same. We don't have children, um, but I find that sometimes we need different things at different times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you have to be able to communicate that. I know for him, his was acts of service, or that's what he told me, but, but his, his method of conveying what he needs can, can use a little work, but you know, <laughs> that's, <laughs> don't they all? <laughs> that's, that's marriage. But yeah, those are, those are our love languages, I would say. Um, and it does definitely take some, some effort to remember that and to speak to each other, like I said, in that way. But I feel like his is also morphed a little bit. I don't think he needs quality mm -hmm. time as much as I do, but I think to some degree, he also benefits from words of, of affirmation. Yeah. You know, I think we all probably have a little bit of that in us where we like to get those, those words of encouragement and just to know that we're doing a good job oh, as a partner. Um, so, yeah. I agree. And I, I love how in that episode, now that was recorded during a time when we were like right in the midst of the pandemic, we were in the thick of it. And I love how you talk about your love language trend, just changing over time, because I also feel like quality time may not be high on people's list because we don't right now <laughs> we've been quarantined for so long everybody's like yeah okay I'm good on that one thanks <laughs> like what other love language can we practice right now but just kind of what have you uh, heard or seen when it comes to relationships uh, throughout the pandemic and maybe not just marriage relationships because I mean that's what we focus on our hearts and strength strengthening military marriages but also other relationships matter too when it comes to your family that may not be close to you during the time of a pandemic so what have you kind of seen um, with how you exercise the love languages or how you continue to build relationships throughout this uncertain time yeah you know, I actually kind of had this discussion with a friend um, via WhatsApp because England and she lives in Portugal. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and we're both from the States. So, well, she's originally from India, but States is where most of her family is now. And we were talking and he, she's like, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to be there for my family and how to show them that I still love them. Because when mm. I was at home, the way I would show them that I love them would be physical touch or presence, you know, quality time or mm -hmm. acts of service, like knowing that they needed something and being able to do that. But when right. you're so many miles apart and it's been the same with COVID. So um, here in England, you're, we're back to where you can only interact with six people at a time indoors or something. Oh, yes, wow. Okay. Yeah. And you have to stay in your bubbles and they're closing restaurants and stuff down at 10 PM. So you can't really hang out with each other you're not supposed to. 
Um, so you have to find different ways to show that you love people. And I think that COVID has forced people to kind of adjust their love languages. It's been a lot more for me personally, words of affirmation with family back home, because that's all that I can give them. Mm -hmm. Um, or quality time via zoom, you know, or via a phone call. So it's definitely changed the way a lot of relationships work. But I think the good thing about it, maybe in the beginning more so was, was being stuck at home with your family, yes. you know, <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm, you know, being stuck at home and being forced to kind of have that time, like you have nothing else to do. You have nowhere mm-hmm. else to go. You are literally forced to spend time with each other. Right. And it, it seemed like a lot of people have discovered things about each other that they maybe were not aware of or have forgotten that was kind of forced upon them. Um, and then I think that's also caused the way that, that they love to be adjusted because like you said, we're kind of good on the quality time right now, Right. but we still know that we need to t- demonstrate our caring for each other and our love for each other. So I've heard a lot of spouses talk about the different ways that they've done that or different ways they found to entertain their children. Or like I said, to kind of communicate with family back home. Or if you have vulnerable family members that you don't want to see because you don't want right. to put them at risk, Right. you know? So, no, I I completely agree with you Um, on the front end of this COVID-19 situation. I was very grateful for all the quality time. And I honestly can say, I know people like, oh, 2020, I can't wait to be out of this year. But really, 2020 has been a blessing in different regards because it forced us to slow down. And with all that additional quality time, I can personally say that I feel like my marriage relationship has grown. And mm-hmm. I know some other people have have shared that same sentiment. Um, but with 2020 overall, I love how you talked about just connecting with, with family. And um, it goes back to how we previously discussed, like you are an individual first. Mm -hmm. And you wear many hats. Yes, you are a spouse. That's one of them. But you are a daughter, you're a sister, you're a cousin, you're a friend. Um, And and it's so important to leverage the power of relationships. And and we talk about that in a past episode on Hearts and Stripes, just leveraging the power of relationships, because you never know how you taking the time out to get on a Zoom call and look at your parents or, you know, help them figure out some technology. My mama is a teacher, (laughs) y'all. So this virtual learning, I have had to help her out with her Bitmoji classroom and all types of stuff. But I appreciate doing those things because it has allowed us to connect in a way where I can't physically be there because of this military lifestyle that I'm still able to um, connect with her in new ways. So I absolutely love that. And then I guess the other thing that I loved about the Gary Chapman interview really is him talking about an attitude of love. And Mm -hmm. um, one of the points that he really helped to drive home is when he was talking about when you have an attitude of love, it it helps you to control your behaviors based of, right, and your emotions based off of having and choosing that attitude. How have you kind of seen, um, whether it's throughout the pandemic, just in general with having those that control over emotions and behaviors as it relates to choosing to have an attitude of love? Because girl, I know it's hard. <laughs> like I saw that one post that you put up when you was like, okay, this is going to be a petty post right here. You just asked <laughs> me for something. 
and I was like, oh, oh, my Instagram <laughs> yes, reel. It was so funny. And and I was like, yes, but she's doing it in love. Look, <laughs> she's doing it in love. I did the same thing with my husband when uh he, so, okay, yes, I have my own brush, but he has a brush that usually is just sitting right there when I just need to just get this edge uh-huh. right here. So it was, I was in the bathroom trying to be quiet and I, <laughs> and I went and used the brush to kind of brush my hair and his head like popped out from Ooh. the side. He was like, Oh, so you using my brush? And I, was like, and Our I almost husband's related. Yes. <laughs> so this attitude of love that will help curve your behaviors we try to do right y'all I promise you we do but just what are some things that you have done acted out of love as opposed to letting your emotions kind of get the better of you yeah so uh, I will be honest there have been times when emotions have gotten the best of me hey it's um, a whole pandemic going on it's we a whole not, pandemic we're not judging right <laughs> but what I liked about Dr. what Dr. Chapman said was that he acknowledged that it's difficult to get your emotions under control mm-hmm. um but he talked about, like you said, you have to choose to have a different attitude. So you're, you may feel one way on the inside, but your attitude projects love. Right. Um, and, I, and I have seen that, you know, kind of bear out because I may be, you know, annoyed or, you know, just wanting time to myself. But I know that ultimately I love this person. Right. And I want them to know that and feel that love, because as you, you say, we, we have a blueprint for the marriage that we want. We're creating this, blue, this blueprint for marriage and we have to have the correct attitude to bear that out, to bring it to fruition. So I have definitely seen or, or had instances personally where I've had to kind of overcome, you know, certain emotions, not even necessarily related to, to him. Right. But just right. from external sources, you know, and still purposefully go in the kitchen make dinner because he can't cook or actually he can cook he just chooses not you to you know we're gonna let uh, that we're gonna mm-hmm. let the lord work on we'll that it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know just purposefully choosing to do things that that i know will make him feel loved right so i'm absolutely with gary chapman on that point of choosing the attitude of love and how it actually makes the other person feel that you do care for them and love them. They may may not even know what you have turning on on the inside, you know, all the time. But as long as you're projecting this, you know, I love you, I'm doing this for you because I love you. I'm not expecting anything in return. Um, It helps build a stronger marriage. Absolutely. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for recapping the Dr. Gary Chapman interview. That is episode 28. If anybody wants to go back and listen to it again, it is still applicable now. And of course, you can find any of Dr. Chapman's books wherever books are sold. He is a powerhouse. He continues to inspire us and encourage healthy relationships. And we are so grateful to have had him on Hearts and Stripes. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. This is Hearts and Stripes. We are the few, the proud, that aim high and are forged by love. Always ready, always there. We are Mill Marriage Strong.